I have a question for you, Spencer. Yeah? Yes? And this one might actually make a good episode one day. Not today, not but, to, no, but not one today. day when we're feeling more adventurous. Who goes on your Mount Rushmore of American writers? Now, I got a list up here of just the best American writers. Yeah. You know, just for a little refresher. I'll go ahead and give you mine just off the top of my head. I'm going to say ours are probably going to be very different. I would imagine. Here, Here's the, we have to have some parameters here. Yeah. can't just be most famous or just the best writer. Like, what I'm going with is a combination of best writer and most importantly had the most cultural impact on America. Okay. I feel that's very important. And then I would also say, you know what, I wouldn't say novels necessarily has to be, like, a prerequisite, but I wouldn't put just, like, poets on there. Like, people are mainly poets, so like, Langston Hughes, I wouldn't say. I think he's written some novels and short stories, maybe, but he's not real famous for those. No, they have to have a healthy, like, a hefty, like, catalog. See, that's another one thing we're going to get into. But I'll give you my top four. Again, the cultural impact. I would say Mark Twain. Okay. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. And John Steinbeck. Okay. That would be mine. All right. And I was iffy on Steinbeck. Like, Fitzgerald almost fit in there, but I feel... Because The Great Gatsby is, like, one of the greatest novels. You know, American novels. Is it, though? No- I mean, most people would consider it one of the greatest American novels. But, okay, I can't really say anything, because what I know from The Great Gatsby is the movie... That does and, not count. And what they made fun of in that episode of Family Guy. You've actually, you've actually yeah, read it, yeah. right? So, I mean, is it good? Yes. If I mean, if you like that style of writing... Um, and for the time period, I mean, that was the jazz age. It's a huge, I mean, if it's a movie they're making in the two thousands, I would say that was a pretty culture, you know, huge cultural impact. Yeah. But his other work, you don't hear about so much and he had a lot of other stuff. Um, so I didn't put him on. Hemingway was another one I was iffy on, but I I just didn't feel like his writing style was net. Like, I think it was just a, a step below what I would consider like, you know, a great writer. And his stories, uh, have, how do they really impact the American culture? Mm, not too much. You don't see like a lot of movies and stuff uh, based on those. And you don't just go by movies because then we have like Cormac McCarthy. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. Is Nicholas Sparks American? He'd probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just this is just on Google. I just okay. said best American writer. So some of these might be a little screwy. I saw Moby from R.E.M. on here. So he's not an American writer. But we have Ernest Hemingway. William Faulkner, Mark Twain. And again, if we're going like, if you just went by writing and then Pulitzer Prize winners and stuff like that, Faulkner might be up there. But uh, as far as just, you know, cultural impact and stuff, I don't, I wouldn't put him there. Uh, Mark Twain, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Toni Morrison. That's another one that could have, that's an iffy one. I just didn't put her on mine because I haven't read her work yet. Yeah. But if she could very well be on somebody's, I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, John Steinbeck, Herman Melville. That's an, that's a good one. Because Moby Dick, everybody knows Moby Dick. But is it good, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you read that one? No. Oh, okay. oh, I did when I was a kid, but that's not... I don't count things I read when I was under, like, 15, because I don't remember them too much. Even, like, the Sherlock's Holmes collections, I read no. most of those when I was a kid. But I don't... Like, if you ask me about a Sherlock Holmes story, I probably don't really remember... Like, I know the Hounds right. of Baxterville yeah. or whatever, but I don't remember, like... I, I would have to revisit uh, Henry James, Cormac McCarthy, Stephen King, Philip Roth, Kurt Vonnegut's another one I might 
I think he was because he was like that perfect era, like before like a Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, like he, like before the Beatniks, he was like just in that area, and he was a really good writer. Um, of course, like a Philip K. Dick, I think would be. I don't think he's on this list, but uh, I think he's an American writer. Um, I feel like he would probably be around that level. Uh, John Updike, which I always just liked his name. Never read his work yet. Edgar Allan Poe. Harper Lee's another one. She only writ, uh, wrote one novel. Granted, it's one of the most famous novels of all time, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. But only one novel. You know, going back to Steinbeck, if you think of his work on Mice and Men, yeah. Grapes of Wrath, East of Eden, like that dude's got to collect. That's why I put him on mine because I feel like, you know, there's been so many movies back in the day based on his work. I'm waiting for the whole uh, Steinbeck universe to kick <laughs> off. Yeah. It could. Some Dust Bowl action. Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Flannery O'Connor, Edith Wharton, Emily Dickinson. I think she's more famous for her poetry. I think that's all she's famous for. I don't think she was a novelist of any kind. Willa Cather. Never heard of her. J.D. Salinger. Fucking catch her in the ride. I'm starting that this week. Uh, yeah, I heard that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Vladimir Nabokov is an interesting one. I thought he was just straight Russian, but apparently he's Russian-American. Huh. Yeah, I think he wrote Lolita, which is pervy. Uh, Thomas Pitchin, he's pretty popular. James Baldwin, uh, Saul Bellow, Walt Whitman, Ralph Ellison. Ralph Ellison would have been on there if he, you know, wrote more books. He had Invisible Man, and I don't know if he did anything after that, really. I think he had, like, a memoir or something, but... I always thought that was weird when you have one guy that like, has just, like, a super hit book. Like, a fucking one of the greatest books of all time, but then never follows up with anything else. Like, or Harper Lee. Yeah. she. I mean, she wrote a sequel in, like, 2015 or something they put out. But she was apparently, apparently it was super racist or something. But they just, like, cobbled it together. Cause she was it could just be, like, the, um, which I didn't realize this until, like, a while ago when I was just walking through the library. But, like, they made a sequel to Forrest Gump. Did you know, like, you know, the book? They yeah. Made a se- but- they made a sequel to that, and like maybe that's why because like nobody like, you're like oh I'm a sequel to Forrest Gump people would love this. And well, then I think like, in the original no. Forrest Gump and the actual book, I think he goes like space and all kinds of shit. Like it was oh, it was pretty out there. It's uh, they made it more realistic for the movies. So but I'm just I'll, saying like having a sequel to a like a popular thing, maybe that's what yeah, like, he, yeah. like, that's I always remember. gonna be a hard sell. Don DeLillo? never heard of Don DeLillo. It's a strange last name. Uh, Norman Mailer, which I did not know he died in 2007. R.I.P. Norman Mailer. Uh, Devin Foster Wallace. All I remember from Norman Mailer is that one movie with the guy from, uh, he's from Easy A. He's been in a bunch of other stuff, but it's just this, I think I, you probably have seen the scene because I shared it on DPW before. The guy on the beach, like, spinning around going, oh, man, oh, God, oh, man, oh, God. It's, like, so awful. Yeah, that was Norman Mailer, I believe. Uh, David Foster Wallace, and another guy I didn't know who died. He died in 2008, and he was not old. He was uh, born in 62. Joseph Heller, Henry David Thoreau, Thoreau, T.S. Eliot. I forgot about T.S. Eliot. Jack London. Jack London's another guy. If he didn't have such, you know, racism, maybe he would he would throw, uh, he'd be up there a little bit. Old Jack Kerouac. He was, he was like the, one of those, uh, only really relevant in his time period. That's yeah. a, like a lot, like a Jack London. He's more timeless. You know, they just had the Harrison Ford movie. Yeah, was it the Call of the Wild? So he's a little more timeless. But a Jack Kerouac, Kerouac, it's like just that kind of same with J.D. Salinger. I mean, that's why people don't seem to like Catcher in the Rye as much now. Uh, Alice Walker, Sylvia Plath, James Fenimore Cooper, Zora Neale Hurston. You know when you start getting into like three names, yeah. 
Uh, well, we got Tennessee Williams. I think he drank himself to death. Richard Wright, Marilyn Robinson, Jonathan Franzen, Joyce Carol Oates. She did Ham- Hands Made Tale, right? I think so. She's still alive. She's uh, she's pretty famous. Yeah, because it got well. Yeah, because just like a sequel or like a. I don't know if it's like the second sequel, but like another series of that book, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, a just came the, out not too long ago. A lot of young ladies are into that. That I I never uh, well, read because well, I think it's like, um, and this is just like stuff I've caught from like people talking secondhand about it information. Tra- yeah, like from trailers and just yeah, and other people talk about it. Is like it's kind of like a dystopian future where like women are like shunned back to like wearing like you know the full body dresses yeah. and you know being subservient me- yeah, kind of thing and like them probably trying to fight back against that i would assume so i, c- yeah. I could see how that you know yeah especially in these times mm. uh we have stephen crane wolf ralph waldo emerson henry miller john irving uh hey they took moby off of this list he was on there last night when i first looked yeah. Louisa May Alcott, Raymond Chandler, and Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury could easily be up there. He's he's written some doozies. Um, also, I noticed no Lovecraft on that list. Yeah, I think maybe because they're that more folks. Yeah, because like I said, they didn't have Langston Hughes on that either. I think well, not the racism, but because uh, Langston Hughes is more about poetry and H.P. Lovecraft was short stories. Yeah, but when you start reading them, I would say yeah. those are novel length short yeah. stories. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but they at least feel like it. It takes so long to read those. So with with that now, information, well, uh, now this could just be my uh, my ignorance. But what about like what are uh, like H. G. Wells and like Isaac Asimov? Are those Brits, or are they just not because of they were Asimov? I actually think he was on that list when I looked yesterday. H. G. Wells is British, isn't okay. he? I, that's what I wasn't sure. I'm gonna look up because I actually I always get confused with that sometimes. Let's see. He's English. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Isaac Asimov was. Uh, yeah, he's American. I don't know why he wasn't on this list, but I, I could see him. I could see him. Yeah, because he kind of he kind of robot. He that he, whole yeah he kind of invented like a whole uh, subgenre of like science fiction. Well, uh, what about Richard Mathis? Yeah, I mean he he's uh, he has some work that's you know culturally relevant. I mean and, they've made. How many movies out of his? Out yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I go by the culture. That's why I put Mark Twain up there. Because he, you know, you think of Mark Twain, you, there's, there's yeah. first stand-up comedian and everything else. And then there wasn't a lot of modern, like, you know, authors born after the 70s on yeah. that list. So I, but I don't know a lot of modern authors off the top of my head, like American authors. Uh, so who who would you put on yours if you had to pick? I mean, well, I know you're not as well versed yeah. in some of these, but I know obviously. Um, Stephen King. And a lot of people uh, might shit on our opinion. This isn't about literary, just, yeah. you know, literary giants, so to speak. Because Stephen King, you cannot say that man didn't have a huge cultural impact yeah. on America. Because everybody knows his work. So, I mean, you might say, oh, it's not, you know, we had this conversation yeah. many times. We won't go into it, you know, about his literary merit and stuff. But I feel like, yeah, put him on yeah, there. Yeah, definitely put him on there. Especially mine. You know mine? what he is? He's like... When you talk about the Mount Rushmore of, like, rappers, he'd be like the Eminem. Yeah. Like, people don't necessarily want to be like, oh, we can't put him on there because of this or that yeah. or whatever. But it's like, if you just look at the cultural impact, you kind of have well, to. I'm definitely putting him on because it's the fact that if it wasn't for him, like... You might not have gotten this whole reading thing. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have gotten as into reading novels as as I am to now. Um I like the to steal a little bit from yours, uh, Steinbeck. I think you know I haven't read a whole bunch of his work, but what I have read, I've enjoyed. 
And especially with it being, um, you know, more of a literal classic kind of yeah. stuff that I'm not quite well versed in. Like I said, I'll probably throw Asimov in there just because, like, that's just the kind of stuff that, you right. know, that I'm, I I tend to slant more to, like, genre kind of, of things. And then, hmm. It took me a while to come up with that fourth one. Steinbeck was the fourth one on my list, and like I said, just because there's so many greats, but I, I had to go with him just because of his the amount of work and the cultural yeah. impact. Uh, I don't know, like... See, this is like I couldn't like because it was like we were saying you're the more uh, literary, uh, literary uh, savant than you yeah. know than, than I am. I could give you like ten different versions oh, yeah. of, of like well, comic book a- writers, like like you know I could give you just straight Marvel, straight DC, straight whatever. <laughs> well, that's like, what I was gonna say is like maybe one day we'll do a actual just a comic book version, and then I'll be kind of in your butt. I'll be like, is he American? <laughs> is he American? Like, um. Not to throw anyone on your list for you, but everybody knows the Raven. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Telltale Heart. I was thinking about Pole too, but I created was the mi- the modern mystery genre. I was I was thinking about that too, but I just didn't want to. Um, I was trying to come up with something a little bit different yeah. than yours. Like you know, what? I didn't want to be so copy paste that you know. Mm-hmm. I want, but yeah, I was thinking him or, or Twain just because of the things that you brought up yeah. of. Having that that impact on people, plus being like one of the first famous writers in American history, and one of the first writers like Poe, I think was the first writer to live off his work, and Mark Twain was around there too. Um, you know, for the longest time, I thought Poe was like was English. It's for the he, longest time, he was around that period of time where he could have very easily been English, like, a, like you know, first-generation American kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, like, I thought, I thought, like, he was originally, like, English, and then he just, like, he came yeah. over here. And I would then, say at you know, most his parents, I don't even think his parents were, they might have been born here. He had a really wacky childhood, so I don't remember, because I think he was, like, orphaned for a little while, like, all kinds of fucked up shit. But he definitely wrote in an English style, and he used a lot of French influence and things like that, so could have very easy, easily been a... Yeah. Non-American, if you just read, because back then it was all kind of man. yeah. Who's really American? <laughs> American, American. Um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting topic. I like we already did fifteen minutes for a fucking cold <laughs> open on that. Like I said, it's a fun topic to yeah, talk that, about. I could definitely see doing a, a fuller episode and then yeah. even breaking it down into um, different like countries, d- like d- Russian d- author. D- yeah, different countries or different sections of like just literary. Just science yeah. fiction, just that would be romance, cool. or like you know what I mean. Different, uh, different even, things like that. That might even be cool for like a monthly series, like you know, just talking literary fiction. Um, and obviously, I'm sure we'll revisit this once you've hit up some more literary giants. Yeah, and just kind of flex the you read muscles there a little bit. But uh, we should probably start the actual episode, yeah. which is which is funny. We act, this is the first time we've ever started on a highbrow note. <laughs> yeah, and then and we're going to lowbrow. You, if anything, we usually start at the bottom and work our way up. <laughs> so we started in the attic, and then we're, we skydive right into the attic, and now we're working our way to the basement with this episode. So I hope you folks are ready. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Hey there, listeners. 
I didn't like the way I did that at all. <laughs> no, real, real <laughs> creepy. I didn't like it. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Vancouver Vegan Violator Church. That's not too bad. Because that middle V word is going to be something different. There's two ways that could have went. Yeah. And both yeah. had bad implications. Yeah. <laughs> so I saved you by saying you violate vegan. What do you have against vegans, though? I mean, they're vegans. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> for our vegan listeners, we apologize deeply for Spencer Church's awful beliefs on veganism. I and they're not going to be too. Any they're, they're going to get too tired before they get to the <laughs> keyboard or anything. To... <laughs> oh man, that's not cool, Spencer. Um, he violated. When I threw the word violator and that's new, that's when I knew I had to change the middle, the middle word. Kind of changes things. Yeah, that couldn't have been uh, something uh, like a sexual body part or a person who has not had sexual relations. Um, Can't be violating those things. Uh, But that does segue right into this episode. 20 worst romance novel quotes ever. Uh, This is from Tickled. Tickled Tickled.com. No E. No E. The only thing, though, just, like, scrolling through these is I wish they would have quoted, like, what book it's being out of. You know what I mean? That might actually be better that they don't. Well, because I just wonder, like, and that's nothing against the person who ever wrote this, but, like, how these might not be real. Eh, That's fun. We'll read it anyway. I'm just saying, you know. Well, it doesn't have an author on here, and the first thing it says is Beatrice was on him like a piranha on a corn dog, and that's not one on the list. (laughs) So That's just to warm you up. Yeah, so I I just, I found a generic list. Um, Yeah, if they had the actual books and stories these were from, that could be offensive to the author. Yeah, well, do better. Do better. That's always (laughs) do better. (laughs) Kick this motherfucker off. Number one. Ooh, I like how it starts. His finger, weathered and rough from years on the ranch, danced in and out of her nose like a slimy ballerina. Dick, I don't know how, what's that mean? He's digging in her booger hole, right? (laughs) What's the sexual nature of that, though? Is that supposed to be romantic or sexy? He's sliming. Why is he digging in her nose with his fucking crusty ranch finger? Yeah, because it's not like... I'm thinking the gnarled black fingernail. It's all dry and crackly. That would hurt. Probably, like, if you look at it, there's, like, a blood clog thing. You know when your finger gets slammed and you get that blood, like, that's just trapped underneath the nail? Whenever you're getting aroused with the lady friend, do you merely go for nose action? No. I wouldn't think so. Number two. Like the wind, she ran, her breast lurching like a motorboat over a wake, and then as fluid as a... I like what you're doing over there. (laughs) And then as as fluid as a fine imported transmission, she whipped out her man organ and pissed away his dreams. Few things. (laughs) One, her breasts were lurching. Yeah. (laughs) So they were like, like going forward at a... I don't even know how you like, describe like, breast lurching. Describe like what I was doing. If you ever, if you ever <laughs> watch the uh, Lonely Islands, the creep video, yeah, you know, like, the creeper. Yeah, dance. that's what I. That's the, that's the picture I got in my head. Um, ignoring the whole transmission part, the second thing I want to point out is is she, so she's a um, a transgender person or. That- because she whipped out her, her man yeah. organ. Yeah, her man organ. Which is a weird phrase to put. If you're going to go with the transgender thing, you don't say man organ. But I do like it for the p- 
pissing away his dreams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the man organ and pissing away. That's a nice little... Well, clearly he's upset. Yeah. Also, if you haven't been able to tell thus far with our first two, these are all out of context. Yeah. Maybe these are brilliant. Mm. Maybe that scene builds up, like, the crying game. (laughs) And then she... I don't know why she was pissing, though. Um... Okay, number three is Beatrice was on him like a piranha on a corn dog. Why would it, why, how does a piranha get access to a corn dog? I think just if you would throw it into the water and it seems like a waste of a corn dog. No, nah, I mean they're gonna eat it, so no, I mean for human consumption. Oh well, and you you tell me you just wouldn't want to watch some piranhas fuck up a couple corn dogs. You know what actually upsets me, like what offends me most about that stupid sentence? Not the corn dog part. The name Beatrice. Yeah. Who the fuck is Beatrice in this day and age? I think that's supposed to be kind of part of the... Uh, Terribleness? Yeah, the, the oh, joke. Clearly. Number four, his body was hard, not hard... Oh, man, it's not even a comma. His body was hard, not hard like Milosevic, the Serbian strongman, but hard like the marble on your shower floor when you fall and bang your knee. Um... Wait a minute. <laughs> he has a left-hand park there. The name drop. <laughs> it was it was a very terribly written sentence, too. So his body was hard, but not hard like Milosevic. I think that there's the, a butt not in there. So he's not as hard as a strong man, but he's hard as a marble floor. When you bang your knee on yeah. it. Yeah. Why is your shower floor made of marble? What kind of fancy mansion you living in? I don't like that one. Oh. Before getting farther, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, these were coming from books that we would generally see at any given, like, convention. Like, you know, like, how you see, like, those love novels, like, those romance novels that you're just like, maybe we should, uh, might not be once a year, buy one of those and make it a, a comedy cast, of sorts, but not name the, 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 the book or, yeah. the, or the author. Yeah. No name and shame. Number five, her shoulders heaved like the tiny sobs of Snuggles, the cat being run through with a roasting spit. So you're murdering a cat named Snuggles? Is, is that what's happening? And they're gonna cook it, apparently. And why would... I don't, know, I don't like that. Number six, her embrace made his manhood swell. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Come on, this is, this is gross. <laughs> this, is, this is gross. Like, who wrote this? Like, why is this on here? I mean, I know why it's on here, but why would you put this in your book? I'll try to get it. Her embrace made his manhood swell like weak old roadkill on hot asphalt in the Georgia, Georgia sun. Not just asphalt, but southern asphalt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes me fucking turned on more than thinking of engorged roadkill. Oh. Very gaseous and... Ugh. Number seven, her petticoats dropped to the ground, rustling like a cockroach in a sugar bowl. Why was it rustling so much? What? Why? Petticoat? <laughs> People wear petticoats anymore? Uh, I don't know. Eight, as she kissed her way down his manly chest, he felt his amalgamated crane company stock increasing in value. <laughs> <laughs> what? This just sounds like you try to write like a sex scene for a children's book or something like... Why is the name of the crane company amalgamated? <laughs> That's a word I've never said out loud either, I don't think. Number nine, this is apparently the end of a paragraph. It just starts mid-sentence. Then he kissed her, 
like a butterfly kisses the windshield of a Porsche on the Autobahn. So he kissed her super what? aggressively. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, smashed the shit out of that thing. Exploded her fucking face with his face. <laughs> he, he headbutted her with his mouth. <laughs> Number 10. Her breast heaved like a storm. Why is everybody's breast heaving and lurching? You can always tell the one the men wrote, which is all of these. Number 10. Her breast heaved like a stormy ocean, and her pointed nipples were like hyper. <laughs> Her pointed nipples were like hypodermics washed up on the shore. That's a fucking ocean I want to swim in. <laughs> yeah. Full of needles. Eleven. With his broad shoulders and slim waist. He was not a yield sign, yet she could not. <laughs> That's just <laughs> structure. Yeah. And why is not all capitalized? So she couldn't yield. Oh, I get it. Because his he's shaped like the upside down triangle. Yeah. Like a, that's fucking stupid brilliant that's uh that, that's a uh, award worthy Ooh, i like this <laughs> do they even make these anymore <laughs> is this even a company anymore number 12 he tore open her blouse like a publisher's clearinghouse letter in which he and some guy named steven boober from stockton california <laughs> were potential finalists for the 10 million dollar prize who the fuck is Steven Boober? <laughs> These can't be from actual like romance novels. I hope to God they are. These have to be taken from like some kind of like comedy story or something. Maybe perhaps these are taken from uh, like Wattpad or one of those like Tumblr blogs or like uh, maybe even like whatever version of creepy pasta does romance. Like amateur writers, because any serious writing that's terrible, but comedy writing that's great, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, fucking Stephen Boober from Stockton, California. He's, I thought that was going three way. Number 13, his... Oh, man. Number 13, his manhood stood at full attention, stiff and stony like the vice president. <laughs> Again, when I'm getting aroused, I like to think of fucking things like the presidents, and that seems like what you would think of... You think of Mike Pence when you don't want to be aroused. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he's thinking of Pence and not Biden. <laughs> I don't know when these were written. <laughs> he was thinking of Dick Cheney. <laughs> Mass. We don't know how old it is. It could be Al Gore. <laughs> it's a little better. He invented the internet, supposedly. Number 14. Ooh, this is a mouthful. Haven't they all been? <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Sleekly malevolent, driven by a violent hunger, Donovan glided through the chum-filled waters of the singles bar, oblivious to the remora of Annabelle's adoring gaze. So not only is that terrible, but it's so purple. Like, the prose is so purple there. Like, did you... Like, what the fuck is remora? Who, who uses the word remora? And then the chum-filled water is in the singles bar. That's just awful. And that's one whole sentence. Yeah, that's one run big-ass sentence. Fifteen. Her sun-glazed back formed a golden arch as he moved his face toward her Happy Meal. Oh, man. I'm, I'm skipping that. Now, right. he's looking at her back, so the Happy Meal... It's a butthole. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 16. With each breath, her chest heaved like a... <laughs> damn it. With each breath, her chest heaved like a bulimic after Thanksgiving dinner. That's sexy. <laughs> throw up is sexy. Not even throw up, but like this already thin flare person just... <laughs> with the fucking arched cat back and spine like... Yeah. Know. 17. What is it? Hold on. He 
betted her or beated her? B-E-A-T-T-Y dash E-D. I'm going to say bedded. Like, a, like the name. Yeah. He bedded her shamelessly, making her squeal like Ned and hallucinate like Warren. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I don't get any of those references. No. Must have yeah, read the book. Apparently. 18. He awoke my slumbering womanhood with his double tall loin latte. Starbuck! I cried. I felt like that needed to be read out mainly because this woman who's screaming out Starbuck. Not even Starbucks, just Starbuck. Maybe he's the buck. Ooh, yeah. He's a star he's a buck. St- yes. The top buck. 19. His chest was her pillow. And oh, did she drool. Ew. That's, that's gross. Hmm. Final one. <sighs> Number 20. Claire felt swept away by this dark stranger, a helpless dust bunny in the roaring cacophony of his gas-powered leaf blower. What is happening in that one? Uh, um, somebody's feeling a certain kind of way by this dark stranger. What's the gas-powered leaf blower? His buttocks? Maybe. The hole between his buttocks? No, she just, she's feeling like... This guy looks so good that she swept off her feet. It's like getting blown by a gas-powered leaf blower. Yes. Because, you know, those things got a little torque to them. What was your favorite one? Mine was the, uh... Either the... The the roadkill one? Or... I don't know. I like the he tore her... He tore open her blouse like a publishing clearinghouse. (laughs) (laughs) That one was probably the best. That was not offensive. It was just stupid. <laughs> so, so folks, if you want to get a book deal, you just gotta do a little better than that. That was a little. That was weird. Yeah, that was a weird one. Man, that was worse than when we read the James Joyce fuck fiction, fart fiction, fart fuck fiction. Would you, is it worse than the Fifty Shades of Grey? I, I feel like the Fifty Shades of Grey offended me more, not because <laughs> of the content, but just the writing. Yeah, it was bad. You know what? Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> appropriate yeah. appropriate phrasing uh, I'm just gonna look up worse writing and see what we can come up with no oh man it's a wicked how mad would you be if you looked up worst writing and it was just it, our, our website was the first thing to pop up when you google search for worst writing when you just be like god damn it oh man at least we're on the top of something you know what this will actually be an episode for another day this is an interesting one the worst First, or the work, 33 of the most hilariously terrible first sentences in literature history. Uh. But these are actually pretty long, so I don't want to read that. Um, keep it a short episode of 30-something minutes. Ah, that was that was compact and to the point. I liked it. Yeah. We rarely have those. Usually we have five hours of stuff I got to cut out. Well, there wasn't, like, really much to uh, take from those mm-hmm. quotes. It's more to just read Don't them. write like that. It's it's it, it was reading them, laugh at them, move on to the next, <laughs> repeat. And somehow, I enjoyed every moment of it. Okay, well, if you folks want to... I guess I could put that in the show notes for them to read. That was... I don't know, though. I don't want... I feel like people might not want to click on a link to that site because I don't know if you noticed. Of course, no ads popped up, but it's one of those ones that doesn't have, like, a page break or anything or links. Like, you just scroll down and new articles come up. Mm. I don't know if I like those, but read the show notes. It might be in there. Who the fuck knows? Uh, if you want to see what we do, we've been posting some more stuff slowly but surely. Go to drunkenpenwriting.com. Spencer's been doing some reviews and 
Oh, shit, I gotta probably write something for tomorrow, huh? Whatever. Uh, if you folks want to enjoy some fine memes, you can go to our Twitter profile, at DrunkPenWriting. You can go to Instagram, at DrunkPenWriting. Same thing on the old Facebook. And um, if you took anything from this episode, it's stay sexy. Yes. And uh, if you can... When you're getting romantic with your significant other. Romantic-ish. For us, think of Steve Boober. <laughs> from Stockton, California and the publishing clearinghouse. <laughs> I guess it, you have to at least use one of these phrases the next time you go in China, sex up the mystic. <laughs> you have to at least use one of them. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of heaving. <laughs> Are you sick? No. <gasps> like a cat. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that's a noise everyone wants to hear. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs>